0: what up fam this is trisha bell and you're listening to our sexual healings podcast here is where we promote a healthy biblical view of sex marriage and dating our goal is to normalize the conversation of sex in the church and today's podcast is a continuation of our sex in the culture conversation listen in as we talk further about how the culture views sex and ways we can push god's perspective to the world can we just talk a little bit about the culture's view of sex, um, in light of God's view. Um, cause I know there's a lot of things going on, like a lot of, like we're in this, like the most sexual, like, <laughs> like time in, in this, in this world. Um, everybody's free. Everybody's, you know, liberated to, you know, be who they want to be and, um, love who they want to love. And, you know, every, you know, the, the fluidity of, um, sexuality is very, you know, open more than it has ever been. Um, like how do you, how do you all, what is your response, uh, uh in that? Like, you know, okay. So culture is saying this, but like, what, what, what are your thoughts on it? I just, I just would love to hear um, from you guys on that.
1: Um, the first, the first thing that comes to my mind is just some of the stuff that came up in working with young people. And, and Seattle is like protest happy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? we have a protest for everything out here. Um, a lot of the acronyms for the street names have to do with how much Seattle will just start protesting.
2: Huh. And
1: and, um, and one of the issues that came up was around the bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. was like, it was being debated um, and, and put, it it was being debated in a way where there was a whole lot of focus put on the trans community. Mm -hmm. And to me, first of all, it never had anything to do with making space for a trans person to use a restroom. Yeah. To me it is what it opened the door for and made room to take place. If you have an all gender restroom, Mm -hmm. um, I work with children, right? And I remember um, uh, we had an event and my dancers range all the way from six years old all the way up to 32, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had some of my young ones for this uh, Black Lives Matter uh, rally out here. Mm -hmm. And I saw one of my young girls go into the restroom and then right after her, a full grown man walked into the restroom. Oh no. Because it's all gender.
0: Mm-mm.
1: You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. What had me?
0: <sighs> Jesus.
1: If you 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 can debate this all you want. Mm-hmm. But if nothing in you feels alarmed mm-hmm. by a grown man nonchalantly walking into a restroom behind a six-year-old child.
2: Yeah.
1: That stuff like that is just like, you know what, um, I think innocence being robbed is the biggest thing that kind of, you know, flat out just pisses me off about the whole thing, just Mm -hmm. to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no regard um, for innocence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so um, to me, the, the real issue was missed. Mm. you know what I'm saying there's some protections as much as you're over here vying for this, this one over here right there's an entire chunk of babies that now can potentially be in a crazy position yeah I was disturbed by the adult mind not feeling bothered and I was mm. disturbed by the position that this baby could have been in I don't care if this kid is 13 I don't care if the kid 14 in my mind these are babies
0: yeah yeah
1: you know what I'm saying? And so um, there has to be some form of, of protection, you know? And then the other thing, it's really difficult for me to discuss this without also discussing the cultural impact because I, I noticed, uh, first of all, I, I was um, over the hip hop program at uh, uh, one of two Black on Tap studios on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, and so um, there are a lot of African American children being adopted by Caucasian same sex couples. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So to me, there's like it's not just a a disconnect with culture. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Mm -hmm. like a double whammy in in the identity department. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, and so um, it's. It's everything else that becomes permitted when you pass this thing Mm -hmm. over here. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember uh, seeing um, there is a there's a person I know out here who posted um, it was like the first trans man in a in a boxing match uh, with the I don't know what their term is for a a natural man. You know what I'm saying is born a man. He identifies as male. Mm hmm. He had a trans man fighting a regular man mm-hmm. and um they were celebrating that you know and so I tapped in and um I said you know um nothing in me you know I, in my mind you can feel like a man on the inside <laughs> but yeah. when a grown man socks you in the face yeah it's like, a little different like, that's a little different But feel like the pink is gonna come out
0: yeah
1: yeah and of course, they were mad at me saying this. I said, mm-hmm. look, you got you to gotta, you gotta consider your personal experiences have impacted your views. My personal experiences are impacting my views as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going off of what my, my understanding of this is. You feel and choose to identify as something that you were not naturally born, yeah. right? Yeah. This is what my understanding of it is. Right. I said, that to me does not change your physicality absolutely a grown man gonna sock you in the face and your woman bones you know what i'm saying so i was just like once (laughs) once they were definitely offended and i think what it what it showed me Mm. people don't share their thoughts because there is this fear of being accused of being a hateful person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. so there's a certain level of manipulation here because for you to say anything outside of the accepted zeitgeist or the norm in thinking you're accused you're automatically put in a hateful right. category right and uh that it was it was funny i want to smoke because i know i'm not coming from a hateful place mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i'm not about to shrink over you being offended when you're done being mad can you have a conversation with me and explain to me because as far as I'm concerned, it just looks like a grown man beating up a woman mm-hmm. who, who feels like a man. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, tell me why you're okay. Psychologically, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't understand. Yeah. And, and once once this person was done being mad, they took the conversation offline. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, the other thing, too, is there seems to be an assumption of expertise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to racism, people assume ignorance. Mm-hmm. you notice that people mm-hmm. assume ignorance when, when it comes to racism but when it comes to yeah. sexuality people assume expertise everybody ain't googling like you everybody ain't studying this stuff you know what i'm saying unless we're required to unless we work in a field where it's necessary mm-hmm. um not everybody's as driven you yeah. know what i'm saying and so um i had a conversation with the i had a conversation with this this uh they were born a woman and have lived as a man for the past 20 years. They fully transitioned and everything. Mm. Girl, if they didn't finally explain to me that hormones can so alter your physicality that you are able to match strength that I was blown back. I I really didn't know that. (laughs) Girl, I didn't either. That's why I was just like, you guys are crazy. You know what I'm saying? What was crazy to me was trying to act like, it ain't a woman and they're about to get beat up by a man. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was, I just thought it was crazy. Yeah. And so I think, I think Interesting. one, I one of the biggest impacts. one, I think one of the biggest impacts is, is fear mm. and fear of communication. And I think overall that's what sexual violation, no matter what form it comes in, that's what it does. It makes you afraid to open your mouth.
0: Mm.
1: and so to me it's still manifesting the same fruit
0: yeah
1: it shuts your mouth mm. you know what I'm saying and so um I don't even know if I answered the question I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> if I'm all over the map I apologize.
4: Okay. it's not good
1: it's not <laughs> good but I just think the way something manifests versus what's really at the core of it and I also think this kind of conversation has a lot to do with why so many people have also opted for lifestyles. Um, I don't think everybody is is uh, wanting to be a lesbian. I don't think everyone wants to call themselves gay. I know, I know at least two people. One of them's a, a young lady mm-hmm. and the other one is a man. And Seattle is just like a hub. And again, I'm in a dance world, so mm-hmm. you're bound to come across it. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I will say there is a way. To walk and you find out a lot of them don't even agree with their own lifestyles hmm. um, interesting mm-mm. A, lot
2: yep. a lot of For them that was me
1: a lot of them really really don't agree with their own lifestyle and yeah. so um there was a brother uh there's a young lady where if you looked at her first of all you're going to think she's a brother because mm-hmm. of how she looks mm-hmm. if you talk to her she's still at one point, wants the husband and the children Mm -hmm. and the house with the white picket fence. She just don't believe it'll ever happen. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, oh, did you cave because of this? Or did you, is this a lack of hope? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What are we really looking at here? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then there's another dude, he had dad issues. He was trying to emulate what he wanted from his dad. So he was manifesting male love hmm. you know what i'm saying he wanted male affection he wanted yeah. love from his daddy didn't get it right and it, and it opened the door for some stuff
0: right, right his right.
1: brother till this day will tell you he does makeup one of the baddest makeup artists i know mm. he does hair he walks in heels tougher than any chick i've ever seen and mm. he hates his life wow hates his life that brother wishes every day he could take a pill and just straighten up
0: Wow. You know,
1: so I'm not looking at what,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't look at what we see. You know what I'm saying? I don't look at what we see. I think when we start shopping with people, we find out we're not really talking to a sexual preference. We are talking to a lack of hope. We're Mm -hmm. talking to exhaustion. We're talking to weariness. We're talking Mm -hmm. to unaddressed violation.
0: Absolutely. Like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Unaddressed violation, unaddressed. Uh, stuff that took place with us where there was never any justice yeah, or yeah. freedom to communicate it without being accused of being something. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. oh, this person had gone and made you this way. Right. It got violated. You know what I'm saying? You got dominated. You got conquered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway.
0: Real sad. No, that's, that's good. good. That's good.
2: That's good. You know, can we do a mixtape called Unaddressed? <laughs> oh my goodness that's crazy we should oh, come on God. now yeah oh that just helped me so much that's
0: good
2: oh, i'm not even gonna keep talking i'm gonna mute myself wow
0: that's good, that's good. i mean even st- when you were talking about the uh secrecy things and how how the enemy uh can can kind of you know like kind of take over that and allow you know you to, to believe in lies and, and, and it'll, it'll like destroy, you know, you and the people around you. Cause you, cause of the secrecy thing. Like I can under, I understand that completely. Like that is a, Ooh, that's a beast. The unaddressing, the unaddressing, keeping the things inside. Yeah. We can't do that. Can't do it. Um, I was, I was going to say too, um, when you read the scriptures, you
5: will never see the scripture you see the scriptures vouch for secrecy when it comes to like uh not being a gossip Mm -hmm. or um just spreading people's business out in the street or covering one's sin um but you never see it like in the context of sin. you always see confess confess Mm -hmm. confess your sins one to another like pray for one another confess and repent and you were talking about the lies of of the world um you know the world says everyone's always hot and ready and then two the other misconceptions is especially when it comes to um, sex is like one is that it's never it can never be challenged right like mm-hmm. how I feel can always be challenged mm-hmm. and there always needs to be like a conversation because there uh, one of my former students um he i think he's i think he's living as a woman now or transitioning Mm
2: -hmm. and he
5: knew i was a christian and so he asked me he said well how would you respond if your child told you that they were gay or they had same-sex attraction and i said well one um i don't have children yet but i told him i said one um that's my child and i love my child regardless Mm -hmm. you know that child came from me god gave me that child the child is my responsibility i said but i would want to talk through like feelings because even me as an adult, like, my feelings wane from day to day.
2: Yeah.
5: And my feelings, I know now as an adult, I don't allow my feelings to dictate, like, my reality. Because I know they can change and they're subject to change. Mm-hmm. But also when it comes to sex in the world, one of the things they lie about, especially, is that it's just a, it's just a physical act. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel it, you, you should be able to act on it because it's freedom. Yeah. but we know as Christians like that freedom is bondage
2: Absolutely. it means
5: bondage for any person that's not in Christ and it's like you know we only live in that moment and that's what the world teaches young people to live in the moment mm-hmm. I, uh, I think I think I was in college when YOLO came out by Drake and it was mm-hmm. popular and it became just the slogan like YOLO are we living it up but it's like man I think even the Bible talks about seeing this on for a little while mm-hmm. and then eventually it just it destroys you. And it. I think they say it keeps you longer than you than you want to stay and then it takes you further than you want to go. Yeah. And it's so true how they only teach you in the moment. Yeah. And that sex is just physical, but it's not as physiological. When I lost my virginity, I remember I went to a rehearsal, like, because I was singing in a bunch of different community choirs and I was dating the, the drummer, one of the guys in a band. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, feeling so depressed. Like, after I... Because I had this legalistic, like, I can't have sex. I got to be the goody two shoes Christian girl. And I knew it was wrong. Because yeah. God, again, God writes his law in our hearts. We know. Even the people that, growing up, they had this saying, like, your arms are short to box with God. You're not going to fight with God and, right. and win. <laughs> you know? And And with Christians... I love what Mikey has said earlier about wrestling with truth. I believe only Christians who have the Holy Spirit are going to wrestle
2: yeah.
5: with sin because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the greatest he that's in us than he that's in the world to so wrestle in, in, with that sin yeah. and war with our sin. And it's going to be a daily fight, but we prevail. We we're fighting from from victory because Christ mm-hmm. already won. Right. But but before I was a believer, I remember when I when I lost my virginity, something died in me that day. Mm-hmm. Like I just, just I just felt just like a, a darkness and just a depression, mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny because the guy that I that I lost my virginity, so he would get he was mad at me. He was like,
4: "Man, I told you if you you know if you don't want
5: to do it, why are you acting like this?" And it was just like he uh-huh. didn't understand. He had no idea, you know, because it's different for for a man than it is for a woman. But for right. me, it was just like it was it was an emotional thing. It was a physio a physiological thing. That was happening, and they lie to young people. Like when when Amber Rose did that whole slut walk thing, mm-hmm. and she she was being interviewed, and she's like, "I don't care if I'm you know in the bed with you with my clothes off, and I'm completely butt naked. You know what I'm saying? If I say stop, you need to stop. But then it's like your disposition, like from the beginning, yeah. you know what I mean, is yep. messed up, yeah. and it's like the world really lies about." What sex is, and you know, first of all, God created it, so He has the right to determine how it's done. Absolutely. And then, two, more so than more than just procreation, it is something that's meant to be enjoyable and pleasurable between two married people, one man and one woman. Yeah. And how I would explain it: all sexual activity outside of that is sinful. Mm-hmm. Outside of that union, but then also, like, it, it binds a man and woman together for life. Yeah. You know. And then the world also acts like, oh, everybody's doing it. Everybody is not doing it. Yeah. And some people, they war with those feelings inside of them. And that needs to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Like, that needs to be dealt with, too. So I think, like, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because God's people, Christians, we need to take control of this conversation because as an artist, I speak at a lot of different youth camps and our young people are in bondage to a lot of things, to mm-hmm. homosexuality, to uh, fornication, a lot of them have been molested and sexually, you know, physically abused, yeah. porn addiction and all types of things, but they don't have anyone to uh, to confide in and anyone to have the, the truth of God prevail over all of those lies that they're being taught in the culture. And it's like they're, it, the, they promise this freedom, that's what the world, they promise freedom, but really is bondage.
2: Yeah, for sure. And
5: um, Mikey had mentioned the gospel, And even for me, I I have to continuously preach the gospel to myself when those things from my past that I talk about, how was introduced. And even when I wore my mind, you know, I love my husband very much, but I might see a guy that that looks good. He's good looking. Mm -hmm. But I know I can't, I can't get carried away, you know, (laughs) by by that, by those feelings. But that's because like, I have, I have the Holy Spirit that's like, no, you know, take captive every thought that's going to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ, you know? And young people need to know you have the tools to fight against it. Everyone's not doing it. And like we talked about the Madam C.J. Walker uh, film on Netflix in our chat and how how they had the angle of lesbianism with a daughter. And even, uh, you know, Inglewood sir, he signed a TDE. He has a video out for his mm-hmm. song called Save Me, Save Me From Myself and in the video he's with his girl but his uh his roommate or his cousin is in the video and she's a lesbian uh stud and they in the video they're exploring basically he lost his girl to another girl and they show they show them like getting married or something in the video but in in media they always present it as a presentable option like you can have this and you can have this Mm -hmm. but they're not telling you the uh, the other side of it it's it's Because Satan always presents it. It's it's alluring. It's attractive. But the bondage part of it, the chains, uh, uh, that part isn't seen. And I think that's where the church comes in to say, you can do it your way, but just know like there's consequences to that. And regardless of what you feel or how you think, everyone's going to give an account to God.
2: That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: But again, you're not going to be able to fight against who God is and what he created us to be. And um, when you depart from that, it's it's consequences. But also, young people need to know, when you do fall, when you are tempted, there is grace for you, and Mm -hmm. you have the power to say no and resist.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah. So, I I think this is an important, you know, conversation to have, and and it can go so many different
4: directions, (laughs) but yeah, yeah.
0: Mo, you, you up?
4: I have had so many snacks. Just a sidebar.
0: I was watching and
4: I was like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> so many things are happening over here. Um, not everything you guys said has been really just encouraging. It's really good stuff. Um, yeah, I just had a memory from college when I was starting to wrap my mind around, um, what the bible says about sex and relationships in general i remember in i was a religion major and in my religion and religion in society class we my teacher she was very very serious about making sure that um christians got no play no play at all so we had a list of religions and what they believe about sex and marriage so we get to christianity she says and you know she was tired of me because I was always like raising my hand trying to tell her what the Bible says and so she wouldn't call on me so she gets to Christianity we're talking about sex now and she says um and Christians believe that sex is for babies it's for reproduction only and I was like no it ain't So I raise my hand I'm like wait no that's not what scripture says and I told her what it says And there were a lot of Catholic kids in the class. And so a lot of them were like throwing out comments. And I just felt the Lord, because I'm like, all right, let me fall back. And I felt the Lord been like, no, press into this conversation. And so I explained what scripture says about sex and um, how it's not just like there's a whole book. There's a whole book in the Bible about it not just being for some babies. So i um, just trying to put the spotlight back on God. Like, yes, we, we have children, but it's for enjoyment as well. And it's a good thing. And this one girl, she said, well, why shouldn't I have sex with my boyfriend if I love him? And I'm like, dang, like, Lord, I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> I'm not trying to have this conversation. Um, but uh. I told her what the Bible said, and then I asked her how many boyfriends she has loved. And she mentioned a few, and just, um, I think I said something along the lines of, like, just trying to point it back to, like, the Lord loves you, and he cares about how many men you've loved, and he also cares about how many men you broke up with, and how it feels when you see them after you've given your body to them. And, you know, she didn't say anything. but there was an obvious like um there was like an obvious like I guess change in her body language um just I think even hearing, and even for myself, like even hearing like Jesus cares about that too, Jesus cares about um all of the heartbreak, it's not just rules, it's more than that. And so, um, yeah, that that came to mind because we often had the sex conversation in class and um, high school too, but universities, it's like, it's like the professors are most of them. It's like, what is the quickest way I can derail this kid's faith and get them to believe like all this other stuff mm-hmm. and when i came to temple i was depressed and stressed and i'm like i don't know lord if i want to continue in this walk because this isn't going well and this isn't going well mm-hmm. and you know i almost believed some of the stuff that they were teaching just the whole like love who you want to love free love do this try that and anything could have happened to me i remember going to um a was this person? First of all, I've never been a partier just because I'm boring, but. Um, You're not boring, stop. I'm just saying, like, it just, it wasn't a thing, but I mean, I got into other stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, he was a, what are those people called? The people. They look out for the students and they live in the dorm. They oh, look, uh, uh, those uh, R.A. Right. Yes, Holy the R.A. R.A., yes. right. okay. So he invited me to his dorm room to watch a movie, and I went to the dorm room to watch a movie. This is me as an adult, looking back like dummy. So I go to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I go to the room, watch the movie. I'm all like talking to this guy and all of this. And I remember asking for something to drink, and he brought me something. Praise God, there was nothing in it, but it could have easily been something in it. Absolutely. Every time I think about it, I'm like, Jesus, oh that could have been that could have been really bad. Yeah. But later we had the sex conversation um via AOL Messenger, remember that? Mm -hmm. And um he was supposed to be a believer. Mm. He said, um, he asked me, So what do you think about sex? And I'm like, Well, the Bible says XYZ. And then he went into this whole thing about how you don't really have to do that. That's not really what it means. Mm, Right. And it's like red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. So, you know, I stopped talking to the dude, but um, yeah, I think as we've been talking about this, it's just brought up the, um, just college, Mm, mm -hmm. college students in general just all um, the stuff that it's easy to get into, all of the access you have to stuff. I mean, now, uh, middle schoolers have access to Elementary school kids have way more access. Crazy. Um, but um, yeah, specifically thinking about college and how the professors are like, there's like a target. Mm-hmm. on your back and they're trying to derail your faith
0: mm-hmm. as
4: much as possible
0: yeah
4: and you know like have no issues talking about sex and the one class religion in was it religion in science religion and culture mm-hmm. one of those classes mm-hmm. our our teacher was a lesbian rabbi Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, Duncan, you can do that. So, yeah, you can do that. She yeah. was, yeah, she was a lesbian rabbi. Hmm. And she taught us about Eve and Lilith, right? Who? Child, child. So we in the class, you know what I'm saying? This is the second week of class. I'm like, all right, this, this, it was women, it was religion and women, or women in religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, this class is going to be great. I'm going to learn. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do all of this. Child, they start talking about Lilith. I'm like, hold up. What's going on? I'm looking around the class, like, why y'all acting like this is, this ain't, this ain't true. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all, why? Are- and so I'm like, raising my hand, like, hold up. Who is Lilith? And she's talking about, like, um, <laughs> child um like these myth mythical books in judaism
3: Mm. but
4: that class you know i'm coming from an hbcu in north carolina where it was like um it was what was it it was ame zion affiliated so it was in school but it was like and like that experience that experience when it comes to sex was a whole other thing because the Christian-affiliated school was worse than a secular school. Right,
0: right, right. That journey,
4: I was in that joint shook, like, y'all supposed to be Christians. We're going to all just get struck by lightning because what y'all doing? <laughs> so I was more scared there than I was at Temple because Temple right. doesn't profess to be anything Christian. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. We, I mean, you know. But yeah, so the experience there was totally different. Um, but yeah stories but yeah so college was just a whole other realm of um what do i believe about sex and marriage and Mm -hmm. how am i gonna share with my peers how am i gonna how am i going to be a witness to them and what is even going on with me i had a boyfriend for five minutes and um that was weird so yeah um college yeah. The young people. Most
5: of those institutions most of the universities institutions were started by Christians.
4: Right. Which is
5: weird now because right. now they're now they're God hating institutions mm-hmm. that so are much. set on, like you said, trying to destroy your faith. Temple yeah. University was founded by Baptist ministers.
4: Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah.
5: Same for the university that I work for. So it's it's interesting how I don't know, it's I don't know, but the things of the world will always seem bigger and more dominant than, than the things of God. But we know,
2: mm-hmm.
5: we know God got the victory in the end, but it's just interesting yeah. how that,
3: it is. how that kind
5: of happens. But college, college classrooms are now like, it's just like spiritual warfare, Absolutely. especially if you're a Christian walking in, in that environment, especially now. Yeah. It's dark.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was dark in 2001 and it's 2020. Like, I can't even imagine what they're going through right now. I, I don't even, I, I yeah. I, I that's interesting that you say that. Wow. Um, oh, go ahead, Mikey.
2: On the chat, I was mentioning how I went through a training, right? Uh huh. And it's about relationships, um, being like certified to teach kids about it's called relationship smarts, and the the thing it's. Sexual risk avoidance adaptation, hmm. right? Thirteen lessons for teens about love and romance. Okay. And so, as we were having this conversation, and I started going through the training, I'm like, "This is crazy! Like, it's from ages 12 to 18 okay. that we can." So I, I work with a uh, a nonprofit group out here, um, a youth music organization. So we do music with the kids, help them write. Uh, teaching music, record. Um, it's based around social justice, like it's called Cry Out, so it's based off of like you know, crying out, talking about positive things. The people who own it are believers. Mm. Um, and the organization is based on Christian principles, but it's not like a Christian thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, so this he's in a partnership with this company or whatever who you know, gives money to teach these things. So I was getting trained. Mm -hmm. And it's so good, y'all. Like, it's not a Christian curriculum, but the stuff that they teach in here, it's almost identical. Like, like actual practical things. Like, in in what we're all saying right now, things for them to avoid. So you mentioned red flags. There's a whole chapter on here on red flags. Mm. You know what I mean? The only thing that's missing is the gospel piece is what God thinks about it is, you know, and this is so vital because the church a lot of times we have the, the God part or that, you know, this is why. Yeah. But like, you know, there's a whole they added a chapter in here about uh technology, right? Mm-hmm. So Jeez. social media, right? Yeah. The the, you know, all of these platforms. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure exactly what goes on, which is why I'm excited to be in this position yeah. because I'm going to be able to get in front of teens and be like a a coach or a facilitator. I'm not a teacher, so mm-hmm. I'm not teaching them things. I'm bringing these things up for them to have conversation and dialogue and showing them, giving them information, yeah. right? Addressing things, giving them information for them to think differently, like addressing it. Like yeah. it, it's a whole section in here about family patterns, right? Yeah, it's good. it's. And I have to go through a trauma of uh, training um, yeah. because we bringing up some stuff. And then yeah. they were saying like, man, a lot of kids, they'll, you know, for one, they might go home and start talking about how their parents ain't good parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not good communicators because this and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, or we start seeing what a good relationship looks like. It's, it's romance. It's parenting, all types of relationships. And the first four chapters are about, or two chapters are about yourself, right? <laughs> so anyways, all that to say, everything that you guys are saying is just so vital and it's given me so many things to think about because I'm going to be literally like in the culture. And yeah. they, like, there's a, a section where they have like Play-Doh and it's like, make what, like, what sex looks like to you or a romantic, love looks like to you, relationship looks like, and never given examples. they like, you can get graphic. They'll, you know, some of them be trying to be funny. They'll make genitalia. They'll, you know. um, And that's the point. We want them to be comfortable enough to actually be real and not just say what we want them to say. Yeah. And um, He said, someone made something where it was like a TV and it was a couch. And then there was a bed next to the couch. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to emulate like, oh, come over Netflix Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. But what they really mean is I want to have sex with you. Right. You know. And, um yeah so I'm kind of rambling but it's just a lot of what you guys are saying I'm really kind of taking it in and soaking it in because you know I'm really going to be hearing what these what kids are going through right and what they're experiencing out here and um, even with the whole um, the first question right what was your introduction like some of those things might pop up like I may be subliminally kind of like addressing things. This, this curriculum is, you know, being aware of that, like, you know, not only am I teaching this curriculum, but there's going to be some things happening within these young people. And for me to be also prepared to be sensitive spiritually, to also just to be, to be prepared spiritually, make sure I'm praying I'm in the word and everything to, to see how to navigate that. Um, because yeah, I'm kind of been removed from the culture. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm mm-hmm. be at home with my kid. Yeah. Um. And so, just being around the few kids I'm around now, just doing music, hearing kind of what they rapping about, or just what they like. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm kind of like an old church mother mentality like i'm the one that's like don't do that it's not good for you just you know i get yeah. uncomfortable talking about sex with my homegirls who married yeah and they talk about stuff i feel like that immature like i don't even say the word sex like that I, I say hunch i can't even really say that word i'm just trying to be like a big girl because i'm like talking to y'all but i don't even like saying that word <laughs> you know so uh, a lot of what y'all saying is really helpful for me because it's like, man, first you got to grow up, right? Have these conversations. Yeah. Um, and not blush every time. Like, <laughs> why you yeah. say something? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, just hearing about what's going on, the, the college scene, all of that, and just hearing how, like, I'm that person that assumes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, you must know. Like, it's like, nah. Like, and I have this, I have a license or a certification to have access to a culture. Yeah. To address these things and talk about these things. And so, a lot of y'all throwing out scriptures and biblical principles and God's character. What you said, um, Mo, about what you said to that girl about Jesus cares? That hit me. I for, must have forgot.
3: Because mm-hmm. the way that hit
2: me, I'm like, he do care. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it just hit totally different. Not just, the, oh, Jesus loves you. Like, it was not that. It was like, mm-hmm he cares and that's a big like I'm, I'm that's one of the things i'm gonna take with me like he cares mm-hmm. about the consequences it's not just like don't do this it's a reason why
4: yeah
2: it's a whole reason why yeah. Dude, the things that he permits us to do the things that he doesn't permit us to do and i'm like man i gotta continue to get in my word and really hash this stuff out and know for myself and i just regurgitating things i've heard over the years yeah uh, so, I don't know if I necessarily answered the question, but um, just seeing the correlation, the, the correlation between scripture and then actually what's going on in the culture. And then me seeing that, like, oh, snaps. I'm about to be, like, <laughs> right there. Like, mm-hmm. a person to, you know what I'm saying, to do that. You know, and there's money involved, too. So, we gonna, <laughs> they trying to get some kids up in there. So, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: This is just right on time, yeah, that's good, that's good well i'm um, i guess, I think it's time to wrap it up, but I mean everything that y'all touched on was just so good and um very um informative i think i, I i'm I can't wait for people to just listen in on this conversation um you know, I think these conversations just need to keep happening, um, not only just with us, but, you know, with every, all, all believers, right? Um, we should, we should be having this conversation often. So um, I appreciate each and every one of you for being here, um, for sharing, um, for just, you know, all, all the things that you've, you've all said. Um, I'm even um, just, just thinking about, um, you know, in light of my, my own, life and just my my children. uh, We didn't even talk about elementary school kids. Like, my children have never been in uh, a public school like the one that they're in right now. Um, And so they have, they give the children a lot of access to, like, YouTube during free time, which I was not aware of. Yes,
4: Um,
0: I was very uh, taken aback when my son was like, Mommy, during, you know, free time, they're watching inappropriate videos and saying like all the kids curse. And so my, my children was like, mommy, those kids are so crazy. i they curse so much because they're not used to it. And I was really trying to shield them from it because I'm like, nah, I don't want my kids around that. But, They have to be leaders. They have to be missionaries as well in in areas, in in situations where they're not comfortable. Like the things that we've been teaching them, like we have to allow them to go out in the world and be a a light um, and live out the gospel amongst people who don't know it, right? Even as children. Um, And so I'm trying to learn what that that looks like to teach my children how to um, lead other children to Christ and how to be a good example and not to be a follower, but to be a leader, you know, all of of those things. And at the same time, when they come back and tell me all the things that these children have said, and I'm just like, Jesus, protect my kids. Like, and they're still so innocent. Like, they don't, you know, they don't know nothing about these songs that you know kids be I mean sometimes they'll hear and they be like, oh I, they be playing that song in my school all the time. And I'm like, what? They do what? I'm like, you know, who, who? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like help help us, you know, parents, you know, teachers, um, people who are just around children, like, like we also just need um that help to just you know uh empower these children and and really teach them what the gospel is how to live it out how to apply the word of god like like we need to be those um we need to lead in that in light of what the culture is saying um like you were saying Aisha like the culture is just just you know all about do whatever you know no boundaries no, no, no boundaries. boundaries no limits no limit. filters no nothing it's just do you you know um, and so, uh, this, these convers these conversations, um, need to happen around children as well. Like, you know, of course, you know, be wise about the age and what you're saying and how you're saying it. But I, I mean, we could talk about that on another, another, uh, podcast just about when to talk to children about sex and what to say. Cause we, me and my husband have had to have, um, certain conversations with our children about sex and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's so much. <laughs> it's so much, but um, but again, I'm just glad that we had the conversation, and we we'll, we might come back for a part. We we'll probably break this up: part one, part two, and part three. And since it's such a long podcast, but um, we can definitely come back and you know do another combo. I would love to do that with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will be back next week with another series called Christian and Single: The Women's Perspective. Y'all definitely don't want to miss this episode. We're going to have, we're going to talk to the women first, but we're also going to talk to the men after the first couple of episodes. So tune in for that. Also, we will be posting the Zoom video of that uh, episode before it drops officially on our Patreon. So if you like the exclusive, please don't hesitate to sign up and become a patron on patreon.com forward slash our sexual healing. And we have lots of goodies that come with joining our community. But most of all, we really just desire to build something with people who want to change the narrative when it comes to being uninformed and unhealthy in the topics of sex, marriage, and dating. Um, and we want to see whole, healthy, and free families, not only in our communities and cities, but in the world. So, again, if you want to sign up, that Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Our Sexual Healing. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our blog that we update weekly at OurSexualHealing.co. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Peace.
3: I won't back. Yo, I can't look back. Yo, I can't go back. I won't go back. Yo, I can't look back. Yo, I can't go back. I won't change back. Yo, I can't look back. Can I be honest? Yeah, between masturbation and past relations, I was cheating before we even began dating. We planned a journey together but had our bags waiting. When the past weighs in, and pulls you back with the hand of Satan. Can't blame him for all of it like the fault is his. Every consequence is a fallen system's response to sin. God forgives, but the actions last. It's a costly risk when you're playing with hearts in a way that may result in kids. I was almost somebody's baby daddy What if I had to stay in Cali to raise a family My teenager could say I'm about your age when you had me And they'd probably use it as an excuse to behave badly I can't imagine my life apart from my wife, of course And I resolve that my priors all with my remorse But striving toward the future means that my eyes are forward Otherwise, at times when the fire falls, I am salt Yo, I can't look, Yo, back. I can't look back Yo, I can't go Yo, back I won't go back, but if I could, then I would go back And change things, but I can't go back And now it really, really bugs me I got all this baggage, but you love me I have a past of deceit, but you trust me The past remains what it is We can't change what we did, but he gives grace to forgive And that's enough for me Sometimes in moments when I feel lonely I'm tempted by visions of my wife with the guy before me Though she told me them other suckers got nothing on me Hypocritically, my shorter history tells me she owes me And if jealousy gets the best of me Then I'd see the rest of these heads disrespecting me Though they didn't know me Especially since her being raped and molested Be affecting me in ways unexpected leading me to adultery Because porn is cheating the way I see it. When I'm deceived, I'm swayed to believing it It makes us even. Ain't a defense I make agreeing with faith and reason. And the way I treat her will rank me cheap in ungrateful heathens. She is not an idol for my obsession. Or an item for my possession. Denied her exes. My connection with her is deeper, as nice as sexes. Her life is pledged to me, that's a privilege that I can rest in. Yo, I can't look back. Yo, I can't go back. back. I won't go back But if I could Then I would go back And change things But I can't go back And now it really Really bugs me I got all this baggage But you love me I have a past of deceit But you trust me The past remains What it is We can't change What we did But he gives grace To forgive And that's enough for me We're not the same The findings vary It's kinda scary Cats be asking Why'd I get married Like Tyler Perry It's a choice For which my commitment To God prepared me Better yet His commitment to me Was modeled very clearly We can bear it Then bear it and ensnaring sins when we see the sin that Jesus will bear in comparison. We married sinners who married sinners. How fair is it when we believe that God is declared as disciplinarian? Our past doesn't have to define us. When Jesus switches our path, He uses it to refine us. The crap behind us may follow us, even if it finds us. He gives us the grace to embrace and face it a way that's righteous. Though when we were lawless, we weren't as cautious He's sovereign in the bullets we dodge and the ones we're caught with And even though it may cost us, there is a profit When all is considered lost for the cross and all its accomplishments Yo, I can't, look Yo back. I can't look back Yo, I can't go Yo, back I won't go back, but if I could, then I would go back, and change things, but I can't go back, and now it really, really bugs me, I got all this baggage, but you love me, I have a past of deceit, but you trust me, the past remains what it is, we can't change what we did, but he gives grace to forgive, and that's enough for me.